everyone to Polk and Kush. It is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. And what's that? Undefeated. The New Orleans Pelicans are one and oh, the game just ended. We are here to give you all of the play by play breakdown of the performance uh, in actuality, we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the Saints. We got a lot to bring up. It has been a uh, we are in the 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 good times right now. Both teams are going. Everything is good, and I am happy to be here. What you say, Mister Polk? I'm happy to be here too. I am so glad basketball is back. Yes, it was a lot of fun watching it. I had a fun week though without sports. Uh huh. With the Saints where they are, it's like, well, I got to get a hobby. <laughs> To do something Gotta else. Go take yeah. a pottery making class, jujitsu, something. <laughs> I know. Someone was like, What did you do this weekend? And I was like, uh, I don't know. All I remember from this weekend is watching the Tennessee game for four and a half hours. Yeah. And it consuming my entire being, like ignoring my kids, <laughs> ignoring everything, and being completely consumed by and all of my emotions just going into that Alabama Tennessee game and then when they won being like celebrate and then I was like I don't think I did anything else the entire weekend I feel like you watching a game in your household with everything going on is like that bittersweet symphony video <laughs> it's just slow motion car crashing all around you and you're just walking just walking towards that goalpost in Knoxville that was fun huh that was great it made me feel like I had a very productive two days. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I just watched on TV. It was emotionally exhausting, though. Uh, it was great. I am, uh, I, yeah, can't get enough of the coverage. I don't know if you ever do this when your teams are really good. I just have found myself uh, reading and listening and, ever, like, just constant uh, updates about everything. And it's been, and I was really kind of sworn off Tennessee mm-hmm. football as, like, a, a you know, like your uh, deadbeat cousin who's like asking for money. You're like, you know what, man? I've had enough. Who you probably know? lives in Tennessee? <laughs> yeah, it's like I've had enough. I don't really need this in my life anymore. Like I'll turn it on on Saturday, and you know we'll be okay. I'll see you at Thanksgiving, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm just like fully back. All it takes is winning. It's literally all that matters. It really, winning. it really is. And now you've got orange fever. Yeah. And I'm just completely reading all this shit, listening to podcasts. And look, it happens here locally too. Uh, you couldn't, if they were handing cash out at Tulane football a month ago, no one would have taken them up on it. No one would have known uh, that they were handing out $20 bills at the gate. And now I literally bought Tulane tickets today for Saturday's game. Now that they're in the top 25 mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, the entire Westfeld is sold out, which is the upper deck. They're like the entire Glazer club is sold out. And there's like one section left that still has some tickets in it. And they're $50 a piece. I was like, good Lord. What happened? Literally the first two games, there were not 5,000 people there. I've been offered free tickets to every Tulane game this season. 
here and away. They're like, we'll buy you a plane ticket. Just for the love of God, go <laughs> Drop see them. from the sky, yeah. It's it's cool to see, though. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Uh, congrats to Tulane. Obviously, that is, uh, and it's just been awesome over there. They were horrible. They were one of the worst teams in the country last year. They were 2-10. and ten. Tennessee's been miserable for basically a decade, uh, if not more. And uh, so, yeah, it's all coming up. Kushner. Yeah. My daughter really brought about uh, a winds of change for uh, my uh, collegiate football teams. It's, the pro team, not so much, but the collegiate teams, certainly. It's the year of the Kush. <laughs> That's what they say. As my hair can falling out and I'm stressed to the hilt, at least I have something on Saturday that's picking me up right Well, now. you look good. I've never seen you in jeans before. Yeah, what I do don't, you think? I don't think I've ever seen you in jeans. Yeah? Do I look cash or I look stupid? You, you don't look <laughs> stupid. <laughs> what are they telling you at home? I had to go to an open house tonight, and I was like, I have to dress like an adult. What would an adult wear? <laughs> you got shoes, socks. You have a belt on? I do have a belt on. Oh, yes. very nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's good. You yeah. look like a guy right out of, uh, you know, an ad for Hager. <laughs> I look like a guy who is ready to cut a tuition check. <laughs> I went in there tonight to an open house uh, at a fancy school, and the uh, the amount of people there wearing their scrubs from, you know, being a doctor, mm-hmm. which is they're trying to let you know that they are a doctor. They had time to change. Yeah, <laughs> but they're like perfectly manicured and so they clearly like had been home or hanging out they didn't come they didn't rush from the hospital they could have changed they chose to say who's a doctor i'm a doctor they probably had the day off yeah (laughs) do you imagine a fireman doing that showing up to an open (laughs) house still in their firefighter outfit it's like no they could have changed. Matt Forte shows up in the Bears <laughs> uniform. Hey, remember me? You guys remember this guy? It's not sold out in my section. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, this is tis the season. If you have kids, you're just going to open houses all the time and uh, and then talking about football. It's yeah, all good. I did. I'm doing one of those things tonight. <laughs> I. You were like open house. I was like, are you buying another house for your? I don't know. I could see you having a second house just to get away. Just to, yeah. Just have a, like a, a lair, a pool table. Oh my god. Inflatable hot tub. It would be the saddest getaway house anyone's ever had. Yeah, it's going to be a little <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> like you remember, did you ever see the TV show Ballers? No. So in it, the running back <laughs> who's played by Denzel's kid. Is the rock in this one? He is in that okay. one, yeah. But anyway, he has like a second house, which is like the fun house, and it's like everybody's doing coke and you know, they're having parties and everybody's, you know, having sex with each other. My second house would just be an empty room with the television on the floor and maybe an Xbox. Yeah. And that would be that would be my uh getaway house, my flop house. I feel like every TV show you've mentioned on the podcast is like recommended <laughs> by Maxim magazine. It's like one of Playboy's top TV shows of 2008. <laughs> the amount of episodes of Entourage and Ballers I've seen 
It's really I've seen every episode of Entourage like at least three or four times. That's incredible. It's a very sad fact, but it is true. I'm Was not somebody paddling your bare ass <laughs> while you watched it? And they made another one about a company that makes jeans, uh, or like two guys who like went to Tulane who made jeans, and that got canceled very quickly. I can't remember the name of it. Boy, I wonder why. Do you remember that show though? Uh, the Gene Boys. It was. It was, no. it, was, it was like all the Entourage guys. The song was that I need a dollar, dollar. I can't remember the what name the of the fuck. You never, you don't know that show? I have no idea. There's going to be people who are like me who are going to There's going to be some people. And they're going to be like, the name of the show is X and it got canceled. And I think there was less than 10 episodes. Well, maybe that's why I. T- I- <laughs> Oh, you're going to watch the it on HBO Max. The Bros <laughs> on HBO Max. They make jeans. Sounds good. They play beer pong at, during the day. They make jeans at night. <laughs> if you know the name of that show, you tweet at Polk and Kush and let us know. Yeah. Because I'm not going to look it up. Well, but. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to look it I'm up. I'm not going to. No, so we're definitely not going to look it up. somebody let us know and then we'll check it out. I'm sure it's better than... The new Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. It's terrible. Okay. It looks like a porn parody of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I wish they'd made it animated. I feel like that would have helped. I think maybe Game of Thrones was bad all along. I was just in a worse place <laughs> when it came on, and I just needed something. I needed like an hour distraction every week, so I was like, this is really good. I think if I went back now, I'd be like, this is elves and dragons and swords yeah. and gobbledygook. I yeah. don't need this. I I rewatched it relatively recently, and it is good to a point. But you wish The Rock was in it. But I do wish that there was more Vinny Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was more things of I'm really rich and I like and there's a lot of women around and I treat them terribly. This is the best show ever. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I if the dragon when the dragon show ends, maybe I'll watch like all of it together. Yeah, you could knock that out in a in a day. I think that seems like a thing that I would do. There's only like eight episodes. I stopped like five episodes in, <laughs> and then. My liquor store owner in Los Angeles is texting me every Sunday, like, did you see the new dragons? I'm like, no, Phil. I'm watch- I'm a Barry man now. I'm watching Barry. Five years after everyone watched Barry. I get, I get like, uh, I'm awake for like 45 minutes without kids per day. So that's what I get to watch on my television. Excellent. So that's what, it's about an episode and a half of Ballers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, a lot going on uh, locally, so we will get into it. Uh, in case you missed it tonight, the New Orleans Pelicans debuted the 2022-23 regular season by kicking the ever-living shit out of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and the Brooklyn Nets. And Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh in you know, if you had told me eight months ago that this was where we're at, I would not have believed you. But here we are. The Pelicans uh, had a ton of hype, and one game through, they have lived up to it—an absolute shellacking. I don't know if I would have believed this eight hours before the game. <laughs> I mean, I think Brooklyn, I'm not going to say New Jersey. There we go. I carved it into my arm <laughs> with a knife. Brooklyn has a, as many talented players as any other like big three team in the NBA. Sure. And they're not a scrub team. Joe Harris was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else was out. Seth Curry was out. 
Yeah. Brooklyn's a good team. The Pelicans were a much better team tonight. Yeah. And the hype lived up in all the ways that you thought it would. Look, man, I've been trying to poke holes in this team. And, you know, I, I do expect them to be good. And I, I did think that wins total was weird being 40. I think it was 44 when it mm-hmm. opened. Uh, I didn't see any holes tonight. And that's not to say that some won't appear and there won't be problems. And injuries will play their role or whatever. But, like, they're goddamn good, man. And Zion is really good. And Brandon Ingram is really good. And most nights they are going to play harder than their opponent because they've got a bunch of guys who hustle their ass off. they got a bunch of guys who really want to prove something, and they don't have any character problem. I watched the Lakers play in the first game of the season, and they look like they're, and even Golden State to a degree, look like they're going half speed. Mm-hmm. And they just don't feel like there's any urgency to these regular season games. The Pelicans look like they were shot out of a cannon tonight, and they were playing game seven of the NBA Finals. They were rolling and uh it wasn't just shot making they out hustled the hell out of them i think they had 30 something second chance points Mm -hmm. they had like 16 or 18 points off turnovers in the first half alone they just outworked out physicaled out and then outperformed uh a, a brooklyn team that is as talented as any top line talent at least team in the league and that should serve notice that like Hey, look, they might not. I'm not saying they're perfect. They're title contenders. We'll get to all that as the mm-hmm. season goes by. But one game in, everything you wanted to see from a regular season game, they did it. Absolutely. I mean, the Pelicans were ready to play, and Zion especially was. Uh, after every shot, you know, the camera showed him with a big smile on his face, yeah. and he was happy to be there. I think there were a little jitters with some of those putbacks, but you can see the bounces is, is back Mm -hmm. and he is getting up higher than ever and it's still that soft touch at the end you know there were four players that had 20 plus points on the pelicans Mm -hmm. but before the fourth quarter they had 55 total rebounds Mm -hmm. on every single play you saw guys hustling and i think that's uh due in part to this is a deep team yeah jackson hayes was not out there so we saw probably more Najee marshall than we thought we would Mm -hmm. but he played okay and the Pelicans just didn't have a weak spot, like you said. And the the rotations were good. The players seemed fresh. And you could see that with stuff like playing defense in the backcourt, pestering people, catching loose balls. There were two or three jump balls, one that Kyrie Irving like, was chewing bubble gum during. <laughs> and the Pelicans were just out hustling these guys all over the court. And it's not as if the big stars from Book Now, Kyrie didn't do much. But Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He was every bit. He had 20-something points in the first half alone. I think he finished with, what, 35. He was really good. I mean, he was still the Kevin Durant that we all know. And it was not anywhere close to good enough for them to even be competing in this game. And that probably says more than anything. This Team won a lot of games last year when guys were hurt, guys played badly. You know, you'd have a star kind of not really in the mix and you'd sneak a win out against a good team. You know, uh, that happened. Uh, that's happened a lot in the last few years where it's like you can count some good wins, but there's usually an asterisk attached to it. There's no asterisk tonight. Pelicans just went out and pounded them from the opening tip and there was never a doubt. And it was like, I, I don't know. I mean, I am almost always the guy trying to find a hole. Uh, you know, try, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm trying to pick apart 
you know, something going wrong. Right. And like, where's a problem area? What's it? What's an area the team has been exposed, et cetera. I, I am not exaggerating. There was for one game. And again, it is one of 82, but uh, if this team stays healthy, there's just not that many weaknesses. And uh, some of the things that I think we were worried about, like how Brandon Ingram would mesh on the court with Zion, mm-hmm. you know, this is one game, but there were no points where Brandon Ingram looked out of sorts out there. Mm-hmm. He was very much in control. Zion was doing exactly what he should. You know, Valanchunas, I think, started the team off. They looked a little nervous out there, but on both teams looked mm-hmm. a little nervous sure. to start off with. And Valanchunas stepped up and got the team going. And they were really dominant inside. And yeah. then once they kind of got that out of their systems, then they were kicking it out and those shots were falling. Now, the Nets shot very poorly. I think yeah. the Pelicans got some calls going their way. The Nets couldn't buy a fucking bucket. But the Pelicans were by and far the better team. Yeah. And they killed them on the glass. And like you said, I mean, there is just when you think of uh, the, you know, the, the eight guys at the top of the rotation, they all kind of do different stuff, and none of them, with maybe the exception of Ingram, could ever be described as a selfish player. Like, there's not a guy's really looking out for, you know, to get theirs. And Ingram, that he should look out to get here. He's really good. Like, he's better when he's that guy. So I'm not saying that's a, really even a negative trait, but like, CJ McCollum sure as hell is willing to, you know, sit back and watch his team win. Uh, if he can help and you know Jose Alvarado is not trying to do that and like even Trey Murphy I mean you just have a Herb Jones like this is a type of team that is a uh, built in a lot of ways to be a wagon in the regular season because they're going to buzzsaw uh, some teams who are not going to show up and with the right energy and they're going to just plow through mm-hmm. them and they did it i mean you just saw it tonight and it was like this is gonna happen there's there's probably 15 ish teams that they are more talented than just by showing up when they're healthy and then there's another 10 to 12 teams who are just not going to play as hard as they are most nights and when you combine that that's a shitload of wins and um talking about ball distribution like we haven't really seen cj mccollum starting as a point guard for the Mm -hmm. pelicans he had six assists tonight and second to that i think this is a surprising uh stat brandon ingram had five assists yeah so he was getting the ball out but it was good to see cj playing as a point guard you know we talked about point zion a little bit Mm -hmm. i'm glad we don't have to see that and i liked how they used jose alvarado as kind of a utility Mm -hmm. he would come in on a lot of like inbounds plays and he was in there at the right moments yeah he was not overutilized. yeah but he was in there when they he he could be the Taysom hill of yeah. the new orleans pelicans yeah and when you face a team with a really good point guard which is what happened in the playoffs then you can play him more minutes you know when you need to you know stop somebody defensively or pester somebody defensively um i i just don't i don't see the effort level of this team going down uh i think all of these guys are pretty well bought in and you could kind of feel that from now and that that is a real rarity with this team because even on nights in the past where things have been uh where they've been talented and you've been like oh you know you never got the feeling that they really loved playing together that there was some sort of like 
you get a very good vibe watching these guys play together. Do you think the effort is more tied into clicking as a team and liking what you're doing rather than depth, rather than schedule, rather than winning? I do think it's more to do with the team vibe and the type of guys they've assembled who all of them, with again, maybe the exception of Ingram, are could be described as hustlers in their career. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no denying that for most of those guys. And that includes now Zion, who was 100% that guy at Duke and really play, played hard when he was on the court in the other two games. He just didn't do it defensively because he was out of shape. Yeah. And so he would work his ass off on offense, but he really was bad defensively because he mostly because he could not keep up and play both ends of the court at that level. I don't think that's going to be as big of an issue. I think he he had eight or nine rebounds tonight, too. Um, he, and he couldn't get any rebounds his first two seasons. Yeah, he had nine rebounds. I would, let's see, they were six defensive, three offensive. I would have thought more offensive. Yeah. But that's good to see that he's actually getting up on the defensive end. I didn't notice him struggling at yeah. all, like getting back. Mm-hmm. He didn't look winded. He didn't, I, I didn't think he played a ton of minutes, uh, but he was clocked in at 30. There are a lot of sneaky stats in here, which really just go to show how many people were pulling their weight tonight. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you, I mean, the points off turnover is a second chance. That's, that's hustle. I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, crispness on, on one side, but it is also hustle. And this is that's the kind of performance that gets people to fall in love with you as a team, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, winning because you're more talented than someone is nice. Uh, when you just overwhelm recognizable teams with recognizable players and you do it in a big way, I I just think people are going to love this team. And I think they are the ones who've paid attention already do love this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, like how can you watch that tonight and not go like all they have to do is kind of stay healthy. And they're I'm not saying they're going to be the one seed or anything like that. I have no idea how the West stacks up. But I know that they're going to at least be fun to watch and that they're just likable, man. Like I don't want to like them that much. They're just likable. It's just what like it's it's a weird thing. It's just weird. I guess. It well cuz Look, I weird historically. Yes, it's weird historically, and it's weird that all these guys that have height. And I'm speaking about Twitter mostly, and bloggers, and what even our own local media. All these guys that have hyped up this team, off season after off season after off season, and they continue to just kind of churn the hype machine. And this year was churned to the highest level it's ever been. Almost every time, it's a complete goddamn flop that they churn up the 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 optimism. And then everything falls apart. And so I'm guarded in that way to kind of look the other, you know, the yin to the yang. Yeah. As someone said on Twitter, Uh, that just like, I can't help it, man. Like I'm in, you know, (laughs) like they're just good. I don't know what else to say. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's not a problem. It's just good. Like it's, but it's, it's, it's off putting for me because I'm so. I think most people are so used to being let down yeah. by this team. I mean, we've talked about it in the past, just the sense of like blah, 
when you think of the Pelicans. And now you have that with the Saints, are, which we'll get into. Are you worried that you've lost your identity <laughs> by the team being good? The no, it's not even my identity. It's just like, I feel like... There might be some argument on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever. But it's like, I'm happy to say when they're good, they're just usually overhyped, and then they flop, and then you kind of... Then they, you know, we they find their footing or, you know, one way or the other. But it's like... This is not that. I mean, this is as good of a first game as you can hope for. It's everything they were built up and built to be. And, uh, again, it will come down to health. Look, if Brandon Ingram misses 30-something games again, that's going to cause a big problem. If Zion misses a whole bunch of games, that's going to cause a big problem. There are enough pieces that I think they won't completely fall apart. Like They were terrible last year and Ingram didn't play uh, for most of the season. I don't think they'll be quite as big of a drop-off, but I do want to see him play through some stuff, and I want to see them put a whole bunch of games together as a team. I think Brandon's new look is an indicator of his health. He competed in Jumanji, and he came out, and I think he's ready to play with... (laughs) I spit water on the microphone. It's a $70 microphone. It's a karaoke mic. I unplugged it from the machine. <laughs> Brandon Ingram looks like Robin Williams in Jumanji. We can say that. That's what we're going with. But I think that bodes well to how long he's going to stay healthy. Yeah. He looks good. Does Did Robin Williams stay healthy in Jumanji for an extended period of time? He was trapped in the game for <laughs> ever or whatever. pretty bad. I guess he stayed alive. His ankles were good. <laughs> he had to run away from the herd of elephants. I don't. I don't remember Jumanji. <laughs> uh, it's good. Things are good. Well, good. Let's just call that what it is. The Pelicans uh, have a you know a lot of season left to go. Do you know what the next game is? I don't even know. What the next it's game Friday is. Uh-huh. in Charlotte. Okay, Friday in Charlotte, and then they come home Sunday. Sunday I against, against the Jazz, and that is the home opener. I think that is going to be a, uh, a very fun atmosphere uh, on an NFL Sunday. We'll feel a little bit different than the NFL team, but we've got a whole lot more to talk about with them, and of course, all of your favorite local news. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back right here. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with Draft Kings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bets and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. I love the same game parlay. I'm addicted to the same game yeah. parlay. It's a joy. It doesn't always work. It's a roller it coaster. It is, it is a lot to pay attention to in one game. Uh, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, place a stepped up same game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. I do. I, I went tonight to bet on the NBA, and I actually kind of tried to zig where I usually zag, and I bet on the Lakers last night, and I bet on Anthony Davis over points and rebounds. What's uh, going on? He actually played well, but the, uh, you know, 
the Lakers stink. They do. Yeah. So I was trying to. So don't make that mistake on DraftKings. No. Follow your heart, and yep. it will. It could lead to riches beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. You did great tonight. If you bet money line on the Pelicans, they were three and a half point underdogs entering the game. And yeah. They, uh, it was the easiest three and a half points anyone's <laughs> ever given you. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Polk and Cush. Make any $5 bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings sportsbook with promo code polk and kush p-o-l-k-a-n-d-k-u-s-h polk and kush minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details nba betting good it's fun it's fun it's fun because you can do it every day until the end of the season i know there's always something I find it. I think it's easier. I football bet. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I like that the 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 best part of NBA betting is when one team gets up very big early to live bet the other side. Yeah, which I did tonight, and it blew up in my face because the Pelicans just annihilated them from the opening tip, and I kept waiting for it to kind of come back, and then usually to like get close. And then, you know, you can, like, make another live betting. And then you really get into a web of live bets like you're doing the Charlie Day. You're just, you know, (laughs) connecting dots. And it didn't. there was no second bet tonight. It literally was just, I bet live bet, uh, you know, like a 10 and a half points for Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And they never came within 10 points again. (laughs) That was after the half? Uh, I bet it at the end of the first quarter. So I guess technically they did pull it within It was eight at halftime. Yeah. And, uh, And then that was, and then. New Orleans blew them out. So, hey, it's uh, it's fun to bet. Yeah. Let's just call it what it I is. I mean, you would gladly lose $60 for a Pelicans victory, right? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was 10 and a half points. <laughs> I would have certainly uh, enjoyed a, you know, a single-digit victory. Um, I would take any victory at this point uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they are... I can't tell if they suck or if they're injured or if they're both or if it's just really disappointing to watch them. But that the loss against the Bengals is very tough. If you're listening to this right now, the Saints play Thursday night, so we'll try not to talk too much about that Bengals game, but that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun for LSU fans. Yes. <laughs> Boy, did you call it the Jumbotron 500 mooks Uh in LSU jerseys and Saints hats. Mm -hmm. And I think those hats came off around the third (laughs) quarter. No one left the dome where it went the LSU. Yeah, you know. Uh, Did you go to the game? No. Okay. It was cool to see, you know. I don't know. I don't don't even want to finish that sentence. It wasn't cool to see any of it. No, I don't. Like, do you really. Get happy if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase beat your team? No. Like, I don't know. I'm sure they're cool guys. They're smoking the cigars. Sure. They're young. They're cool. I'm sure they're very cool. They were just in the Super Bowl. They're not going to hang out with me. No, we got like, you know. We got uh, Andy Dalton. Inflatable hot tubs in our backyard. Andy Dalton, Andrews (laughs) Pete, inflatable hot tubs. Uh So the, 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 narrative this week jeff duncan uh wrote that the saints are too injured to really be properly judged uh and they are missing a bunch of guys on offense 
But they also suck on defense. Correct. And everybody thought they were going to be really good on defense. And they were missing some guys. Lattimore didn't play. Uh, and, you know, they're just not very good. And they were supposed to be a team built on defense. A team built on defense doesn't just give up like, oh, we can't tackle anyone. Here's a 65-yard touchdown to lose the game. Bradley Roby looked like a Chappelle show sketch when they're like <laughs> throwing him out of the build. He was just diving into nothingness. He looked like uh, in Fresh Prince, they would throw jazz out yep. of the <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just diving into the air. Uh, dude, it was uh, it's very hard to watch. And it's so disheartening when you think about how they were built and what some of these guys are supposed to be. Peyton Turner, they say has a chest injury. I don't even know what that means. Uh, he was a healthy scratch before that. That's a first-round pick. He is worthless. Uh, Marcus Davenport has five tackles this season. It, we're six games in. He has five tackles this He'll season. He'll have turf toe soon and <laughs> he'll, be out. He'll have one game with four sacks. Yeah. And we'll be like, look how good he is. And then they'll pay a bunch of money in the offseason, and he'll do nothing for 14 weeks and have two good games. Are you over the Marcus Davenport experiment? Because I feel like... I just don't get it. Like, he's never been that good. He's had some good games, but the way he was hyped up this offseason in particular, everything I said about the Pelicans people hyping the shit out of the team and it being like, oh, ready for a flop. That's exactly what happened with the Saints. This was the worst year to date of that, of everyone being very excited about the Saints and hyping up individual players who have done nothing. Marcus Davenport was talked about like he was going to be the next coming of Lawrence Taylor. He has five tackles in six games. He has half of a sack. So three first-round picks between two for Davenport and one for Peyton Turner have combined for five tackles and half a sack. That just... That is how you get bad as a football team. When your first-round picks do not contribute to anything. And look, Davenport obviously gets double-teamed, and he does probably create some pocket. Get home. Like, you are supposed to be the force of this defensive front, and he doesn't do it. And it's like, until you have... Micah Parsons gets double-teamed, too. TJ Watt gets double-teamed, too. You got to make plays, and uh, he doesn't. And Cam Jordan does a lot of good stuff that kind of goes under the radar, and he's had some nice moments as well this year. I've just been so disappointed with the young guys. And then you realize that's what the defense was kind of built on, was getting those defensive ends with first-round picks. You start to realize why the defense has taken such a massive step back. Well, it, it just keeps adding to the stack of winnable games that the Saints lose in crushing fashion. Mm -hmm. And you can't, I feel like those kinds of losses, you can't go, well, you know, Chris Olave was out. Well, Michael Thomas was out. Mm -hmm. Other people on the other team are out too. Yeah. And I feel like when you're losing these slim games and just fucking whiffing it on defense, you can't point to injuries in that situation. Yeah. You can point to coaching. You can point to effort. You can point to players. Yeah. You, you can't keep pulling excuses out of the hat for this team. Yeah. It's like there's a little bit of a uh, wanting it to be better than it is. And it's like, oh, if only these guys were healthy. And it's like, it doesn't 
they were losing when they were healthy. I uh, they lost to Carolina in the second week of the season, third week of the season. Who is it? Jeff Duncan uh, didn't uh, article about how Jameis needs is definitely the quarterback for this team. Yeah, that's confusing to me. Yeah, I don't. The, find the quarterback that. play was average in this game, but it it didn't really cause any problems. And I feel like the standard for the Saints this season is not causing problems means you're doing well. Yeah, I do in some ways agree with the take, which is like what we thought the Saints needed was like a game manager who could allow the defense to win games. And you, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can rely on the defense to hold the opponent to, you know, less than 20 points and you just kind of dink and dunk your way to, a, you know, a few touchdowns and you win. You got to be better than that. And you need a quarterback who can actually be a game breaker. The problem is that Jameis is not very good either. Uh, now, does he have a higher ceiling than Andy Dalton? Probably, but he also has a significantly lower floor. And that floor shows up all of the time. Well, this is a ceiling in New Orleans. So the roof has been blown <laughs> off for nine months. There's a tarp on it. Some guy's going to fall off the roof and be hanging off of it for a year. This is not a, a typical ceiling situation in another city. Jameis's ceiling is shitty and bad. He's bad. I just wish people someone just, I, just that's the part of the whole preseason that now is like, do we we just weren't going to talk about the fact that he's bad? It's like he was bad in Tampa. He was bad last year. Like now he won some games last year because they, you know, if you look at the way those games unfolded, they didn't really have much to do with him except for one. Um, it's like he's just not very good. And Andy Dalton isn't very good either, but he did put the Saints in position to win. They needed to do a few more things in the red zone. But it's like, this is who this team is. They're just not very good. Yeah. And the the most concerning part of all of it is that this was a season the Saints kind of went all in for. They They let Marcus Williams leave. They signed Tyron Matthew and Marcus May for more money than – Williams even got so you let that guy walk away for kind of nothing you had let Trey Hendrickson walk away two years ago for nothing and it's like what are we doing here like what what is what are you saving the money for what are you pushing the chips in for it all feels like each decision is kind of made in a vacuum and too often they're making the wrong decision the draft pick thing not having a first round pick next year right now that picks like you know fourth or fifth because they're two and four and I don't see it getting a whole lot better. I think they're over-under in Vegas right now is six wins. Like, that's a bad team. That's not good. And if you're giving away your first-round pick with that, that is really ill-advised. And I like Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave is great. Mm -hmm. And that's what you traded up for. But he's a wide receiver. Like, he's just not going to be the guy that changes everything for it. Like, if you were going to get in the top five and go get a great quarterback, it could have changed the trajectory of the franchise. Instead... You got a good receiver, and he might be a great receiver. I hope he is. He's, I think he's very talented, but like that seems really stupid if you thought you were going to be a bad team. Well, he's going to get his chance to be a great receiver with the Saints when uh, Michael Thomas demands a trade yeah. midseason. That feels you know, like we've been talking about the quarterback play and the defense, but I really think Alvin Kamara is 
just really stunk it up this season. He has really? zero touchdowns. He has two fumbles. He almost had a third fumble mm-hmm. in that game yeah. that very luckily was not. Something is off, and I don't know if it's the elevator action or not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Saints had 200 yards rushing. Now, a lot of it was to some guy I've never heard of. Who is that guy's name who scored the first touchdown? I don't know. Shireen Tahid. I know, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> He was elevated from the practice squad, I believe, the day before the game. Uh, Naga, Naga, not going to work here anymore. <laughs> um, he, I mean, good for him. It was a great play. And, you know, the Saints had 200 yards rushing and lost. They hadn't done that since 2005. Now, Sean Payton didn't run the ball enough to where you'd ever get in that position. Uh, but it's still just like, that's that's problematic. And uh, all of the and then that Sunday night to add from bad to worse, CJ Gardner Johnson gets two interceptions on national TV in primetime as the Eagles, who are the best vibes team I think I've ever seen in my life. That defense looks like they're just ready to murder everyone all the time and is having so much fun. And uh, he's like, you know, right in the mix and just I miss that guy. I love that guy. And he's just to trade him for nothing. And be like, yeah, we're, there's no chance we're going to pay you, so we're going to send you off for basically a bag of balls. Uh, and then you can't tackle in the secondary. And it's like, th- these things all add up, and it's just like a, a slew of weird and terrible roster decisions that there's times for the Saints to get this fixed, but you see the mistakes of decision-making right in front of you almost each game. What are your thoughts about the Arizona game happening tonight? Yeah, I mean... Arizona stinks. They have two wins, uh, four losses. They've lost eight in a row at home. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray doesn't really look like Kyler Murray. Yeah. I have no idea what to make of it. I I think it's going to hold true to every Thursday night football game we've seen this season. It is going to stink. Everyone is going to hate it. (laughs) It's going to be brutal. It's going to go to overtime. It's going to tie. And we're all going to be furious that we're up at like 11 o'clock on a Thursday (laughs) watching this shit on Amazon. (laughs) The uh, Yeah, uh, it is. uh, I I would agree with that. Uh, The primetime games have been. Horrible. Yeah. The Thursday particular. the Every Broncos game and the Thursday games. And some of them have been Thursday Broncos games. Woof, doggy. They are uh, they're bad. And I don't think this is going to be a very well-played game. I just I, The Saints are missing seven offensive starters, I think, from what they were supposed to have uh, on opening day. And look, man, it's going to be hard to score. These teams on Thursday night can't prepare at all. I don't know if you get even a day of real practice playing on Thursday night. And the NFL doesn't really seem to give a crap. They're no. making tons of money. And, you know, we're all going to watch it. So they mission accomplished. I guess so. It's very it feels weird watching stuff on Amazon. Yeah, it does feel weird. And even Al Michaels just seems out of it. Yeah. And Kirk Herbstreit looks like he could not care less about <laughs> He gives like the he gives the kind of commentary that Kirk Herbstreit gives on Thursday night is very similar to like if you were playing 
a video game. And it's like <laughs> like the most generic, like, they're going to have to get off the field because it's third and long. This is the time for the defense to step up. It's like it's literally just like he doesn't know anything about the NFL. I don't think he even likes the NFL. And he spends all his time worrying about, he still does game day, and he knows a bunch of stuff about college. And I think he does the game of the week for college. So it's like he's spending all of his time worrying about that. <laughs> and he's literally just sitting next to the greatest broadcaster of all time, just spilling out wet farts of uh you know generic nonsense i think what's weird about it for me is it's just like amazon is still a place to me where i bought books and that's just what amazon is <laughs> if you could go back 15 16 years and be like hey you know that place where you uh, bought like a textbook you're gonna watch the saints on their on their internet <laughs> streaming channel later it's like, am I going to watch the Pelicans on BarnesandNoble.com <laughs> in 10 years? I don't know what's going on. Rallies.com gets the next. Uh, sure. <laughs> Pelicans, what's yeah. what's uh, weird about the both of the Cardinals and the Saints are just one game out of their divisions. I mean, the, the NFC South is trash. Yeah. Tom Brady doesn't care, and he'll probably back into making the playoffs. The Falcons... They have no talent, but they at least are trying, and the Panthers are just a complete like they're basically trying to get the first pick. This is going to be a good year for the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say there's just a lot of bad football and a lot of bad football teams. Uh huh. And it's especially here. I think <laughs> the uh, the the amount of people who will be tuned to the NBA in October and November uh, will be more than we've seen probably ever. Yeah, and. Uh, to hop back to Cardinals for a second, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back for his first game of the season. I'm sure that'll go well. Lattimore's still out, right? I believe so. That's going to go well. <laughs> so, Paulson Adebo, also the star of training camp, and he gets roasted every game as well. Well, he had like one swat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ah, frustrating. This is a basketball podcast. This is now. a basketball podcast. That's when po the numbers kick in. Yeah, right now, we're at like, 28,000 an episode. <laughs> That's how much we make an episode. Basketball season yeah. <laughs> back up to 50,000. 50,000 an episode. That's about what we get. When right? people ask me to listen to the show, I just make up what I, I'm like. <laughs> about 30,000. I have not looked at that number in so long. I don't even. You don't even know how to. I changed the passwords a year ago for security measures. Yep. You're nope. locked out. No idea. You're Never gonna, ask. You're going to wake up one day and see Polk and Polk podcast. You go, what the hell happened? It'd be a great show of you talking to yourself. That'd be a like a like something a TikTok guy would do. Oh yeah, and they would just have a podcast, and the joke would go on for way too long. Well, I we're we're not going to do that. I think if anything, we'll do the Cush and Cush podcast. Yeah, where I'll just imitate <laughs> your voice, something along those lines. We can get the family on here. Yeah, that sounds good. I think so. I'm going to go into hiding soon and take my name off the podcast. <laughs> That's what you've done to him, Saints. That's what you've done to Polk. Uh, all right, we've got uh, some local news coming right at you, so stick around right here at Polk and Kush. Polk and Kush is brought to you by our sponsor, Crescent Canna, the first New Orleans company to offer legal THC gummies registered with the Louisiana Department of Health. Crescent Canna makes hemp-derived legal THC gummies with real Delta-9 THC 
delivers them right to your door in Louisiana and across the country without a prescription. That's Canna at your door without a prescription. These are the words that we dreamed of not all that long ago. Now they are a reality. The dream has become a reality. And if you're interested in giving them a try, you can order Free THC gummy samples online from crescentcanna.com slash free, F-R-E-E. You heard that right. You'll get two delicious Moon gummies completely free. They come in peach, blue raspberry, and green apple. I'm a big fan of the peach. Yeah? That's what I've been using. The peach is a lower dosage, so I can cut it into fours and then take one as soon as I get to work, then another one at lunch. <laughs> Maybe like three o'clock with coffee, and then I finish off the whole square uh, for the drive home. Are you a micro doser? Is uh, that a thing that you like to do? I'm not going to answer that on air. <laughs> I have. I'll keep it, uh, you know, fun and saucy, so I can have plausible <laughs> deniability. Uh, <laughs> I've never been particularly good at that. No. No. Well, you can get good. The whole thing is where it's at. You can get good by getting these free samples from crescentcanada.com slash free. Try the peach. Try the blue raspberry. Try the green apple. You're going to go to fruity space. It's going to be the best. The dose is the dose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really am enjoying these things. They're Uh, awesome. It's fun to relax. And it's the kind of high where this isn't like ditch weed that I would get from like a guy <laughs> behind Fred's in Farmerville, Louisiana. This is like <laughs> science shit. And you could. <laughs> That's the new ad. It's science shit. <laughs> Not the ditch shit. <laughs> you, could build, you could build a ship in the bottle on this stuff. The crap that you get from your loser uncle in Marrero makes you crazy. You go to checkers or rallies. You fight. You're crazy. You're checking your door locks. You're peeking out the curtains. This isn't that kind of high. This is a relaxing, fun high. You can change your baby's diaper on these things. <laughs> I can lift a car and change my baby's diaper. Anything. I can do literally anything on these. I, I don't get like anxious... I don't get like uh, the munchies. Mm-hmm. It's just like a pure uh, uh, euphoria. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, so from their potent THC gummies to their best-selling CBD freeze roller, which also works very well, Crescent Canna has amazing selection of legal cannabis products to help you feel better any time. Yeah, I've used the roller on my neck. Yeah. Now I I don't wake up in agony. Well, you know, mental agony, sure. <laughs> Physical. Did you return all those items from Brookstone that you had purchased <laughs> over the years? The yeah. individual shiatsu massages? Yeah, I got all that stuff. I bought it at an airport. <laughs> I threw it away because now I'm using the freeze roller. Friends are asking about the freeze roller. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, you can get 30% off any of these products with the promo code Kush, K-U-S-H, 30% off. You must be 21 or older to purchase and consume THC products. Age verification at checkout. That is, once again, crescentcanna.com. 
Polk and Kush, home of the seven-minute ad read <laughs> for the same price <laughs> as a one-minute. Hey, it's a good product. It's a good product. We like it. I really do like the peach ones. Yeah. You know what I don't like as much? Anything that happens in the news here. So let's take it out. A little bit of local breakdown. It is you put pass in a swamp and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. Uh, in Elmwood, a Nike store employee used a cell phone to record a woman dressing in the dressing room, according to JPSO. <laughs> Authorities arrested an employee of the Nike community store in Elmwood and booked him with video voyeurism after a female customer accused him of sliding his cell phone under the dressing room door to record her. The incident occurred Friday afternoon at the Nike store located on Clearview Parkway. A 34-year-old woman was shopping there with her husband around 1 p.m. and entered a fitting room. She was wearing only undergarments when she looked down and noticed a cell phone appear under the door. The woman thought her husband was playing a prank and called his name, telling him to stop. But she then took a closer look at the cell phone and realized it did not belong to him. The woman burst out of the dressing room screaming, attracting the attention of her husband. Both the woman and her husband saw the employee standing nearby and accused him of recording the woman while she was undressed. Something, Mother of God. Uh, something that... Uh, Mother of God. Yeah. You worry about this stuff, and you think maybe it's, you know, ah, there might not be a camera in that mirror. Nobody's recording me at this Airbnb. They might be. The husband uh, went over to the employee who was trying to delete the images, and uh, the Nike store employee told the deputies that he put his phone under the door to record the woman because he didn't count the number of items she took into the fitting room. (laughs) This is a man who has done this before and has been resting on this excuse. I was just checking to see if the zipper worked on my pants. <laughs> you know, when you go to Dillard's and then they give you the little number thing that you put on the thing. Yeah, that seems like a better strategy. Well, apparently, if this is true, this man is bad at his job. <laughs> if it's What false, an excuse. That's incredible. Either way, this guy... Is a pervert and uh, yeah. should go to prison. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the kind of couples that shop at the Nike store together are probably athletic and would beat the shit out of you for <laughs> I mean, filming. That is... I mean, I got to hand it to the guy. That's a pretty good excuse. We all know that he's full of shit, but it is a plausible thing to say. I mean, I suppose it's better than being like, I just want to see them naked. I think uh, <laughs> maybe if this guy had like Saul Goodman as his lawyer, maybe he could. <laughs> yeah, that's a an alibi. Uh, not a good alibi, but it is an alibi. He was arrested Friday and booked into the Jefferson Parish Correctional Center in Gretna. He was being held there without bail Monday. Yikes. I feel like you can murder somebody and get bail. 
in this city. Yeah. I guess he did it in the wrong parish. <laughs> Should have gone to the, the Saks Fifth Avenue, dude. That would have worked out better for him. You can't. You have to be. You have to worry about being uh, monitored all the time as a woman. It's uh, a huge pain in the ass and terrifying. <laughs> I mean, that like. What a creepo move, man. Yeah. You know how many times you probably was successful at that without anyone really noticing or at least not noticing to the point to cause confrontation? Yeah. Like people are so afraid of confrontation. They will allow horrible things to occur when just be like, yeah, <sighs> I bet. he. I, I wonder, you think he's smart enough to actually delete them after he's done with them? I don't know. Uh, he's got to confiscate the phone, right? I would think so. I well, apparently the the husband went over and was asking him. I'm sure he wasn't asking him. <laughs> a sternly worded letter. <laughs> but you know, he was trying to get him to not delete it. I guess so they would have the evidence so, yeah. of it. Because I'm sure there are probably security cameras in the Nike store that could catch all this. But the tape ran out. Yeah, of or they course, didn't yeah. erase the hard drive to replace. There's yeah. going to be some excuse. Yeah, there's six minutes of uh, blacked out footage, and the, yeah. So uh, you know, another another check in the box for Amazon. <laughs> every every day it comes a little bit clearer of like, you know, I, I think we should all just stay in our individual homes. Any anytime I'm standing in like a self checkout line and I have the world's first woman in front of me. She's 5,000 years old trying to scan a banana that doesn't have a sticker on it. I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere. Uh, I know there's like, there's a very much an evil side to Jeff Bezos. But when you start thinking that what he's really trying to do is get us to not have to interact with each other anymore as humans, you're like, yeah, you know, I think he's got a point. Big fan. I don't care what he does. I don't care if he's got (laughs) children down in the mines. I don't care if the phones are made out of our bones. Do whatever you want to blow up Antarctica. I don't want to go to Walmart anymore. It's so easy to return stuff. I know. What What's the excuse? I don't care if the employees have to pee in a jug. I've peed in a jug many times. <laughs> it's fine. Get a Powerade bottle. It's got the big lip. Yes. Just send, just send some UBI out. Just send money to everybody, and then no one will complain about it ever. I'm, I'm ready to be one of the fatsos at the end of Wally. <laughs> I'm ready. I don't care. Just sit me down. I'll watch The Office. You can pump Popeyes into my body. I don't want to go out and do stuff anymore. So that's why you shouldn't film women in dressing rooms. We were really nihilistic there for for that creepo. Uh, notable knucklehead Steve Scalise. Oh, yes. Uh, have you seen his ridiculous commercial? Between him and John Kennedy, I'm going to shoot through my TV like Elvis. It's so bad. I can't believe anyone like, like it seems like a nice guy. It's like, what a douchebag. Well, they're very stupid, and they hear John Kennedy doing his foghorn leghorn <laughs> impression, where he's like, I'm as mad as a hive of bees in a honey house. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. I don't. I said, like, his resting clan face. He's, yeah. yeah. 
he 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 was a Democrat until 2007, and now he's like you know the biggest you know. Uh, he's like, I mean, don't want to call a crackhead. You know, like that just red meat for conservatives, not even conservatives, just for idiots. Um, it is, uh, dude. These guys are just. They're He's so, Trump endorsed too. It's not even about any of it. It's like it's just we're not saying anything of substance, and we're just going to use some buzzwords that we know will will make you scared. And it's like that's what we're going for. Like you're, we want you. We know that you hate these eleven things about liberals. And we're just kind of going to say them. And it doesn't matter if we do anything about it or not, or if we're actually stand for anything. If we say these things, you're going to vote for us. Well, John Kennedy is just like, there's a black hobbit in the new Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And it's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to have $500,000 in crushing student loan debt. I don't care that the Ghostbusters are women. It's always like about crime too. I'm like, what are you doing to stop crime? You have nothing to do with this. Well, all of these like, you, you re- haven't helped yet. You know, you've been in office. You haven't done anything for anybody. And they always say Washington like it's a bad <laughs> word. It's like you mean where you live, <laughs> where you're trying to get us to send you back to. It's so awful there. Please vote for me right now and make sure I never have to leave. Well, Steve Scalise is under fire after being seen on videotape during the January 6th Capitol riot. Uh huh. Um, he was publicly questioned whether the Democratic House leadership properly sought help during the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Is now under fire after a videotape was released showing him at Speaker Nancy Pelosi's side as she telephoned for military assistance. Um, MSNBC's Morning Joe host and former head of the Republican National Committee both say Scalise lied and U.S. Rep. Troy Carter, a New Orleans Democrat, is voicing disappointment over his Republican colleagues (laughs) politicking over the riot. I'm so disappointed. I can't believe one of the Democrats is disappointed in one of the Republicans. Steve Scalise, you may remember, he was the guy that was in a mass shooting and then was later like, nah, we should still have more bigger guns. (laughs) They shot at him at a fucking softball game. I think he got shot. He did. He got shot in the head. He got shot in something. He he was like a walker and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I mean, hey. That's real commitment to the cause. Yeah, that's committing to the bit. <laughs> I uh, there's some commercial with him where he's like driving his or his daughter is like driving and he's like they're all in the truck together like drinking Coca Colas and I'm like this is ridiculous. Well, they're you don't at, talk to your children. We know this. <laughs> they're at the gas pump because <laughs> yeah. when they plan these commercials, gas was four dollars. Now it's two dollars again. So nobody gives a shit. <laughs> But it's like him and his teenage kids and uh, the little boy like leans up and is like, can can I drive? (laughs) Steve should have been like, well, I've been shot at, so I don't really have any fear left. Sure, you can drive. I don't know what the point of that commercial is. No, I'm, I don't think I've ever watched it with the volume on. It's just enough. It's like the Sonic guys, but it's the Scalise family. He's wearing like an LSU polo. Like I hate you so much. Like what a he just there. Now the other lady that's running against him though did an ad where did you see her Katie? Uh, I think her name is Katie Darling. She did an ad where she's literally in the ad giving birth. Oh no! And I was like, this seems extreme. What's her platform? I, she's giving pro birth. birth. Okay. 
Not pro-life, pro-birth. That's usually the way it goes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she her whole thing is that, uh, you know, we should be nice to each other. And I was like, well, that's a real loser campaign. That's I want my kids to grow up in a safe community. It's like, okay, loser. Good luck with, good luck with that message. The being nice everybody campaign should have been the Chick-fil-A mayor's thing. We say my pleasure to each other after getting carjacked. <laughs> I don't know. This story is just, uh, you know, Steve Scalise was, yeah, he's been you getting... know, pissing his pants during January 6th yeah. and then afterwards, like, it was just an unguided walking tour. Yeah, of course. There, I mean, that they've every single person in that has come out of being completely two faced, which is every single day for every single one of these politicians. If you like any of them, you're an idiot. Yeah. They're all bad. Literally, they're all bad. Like Joe he... Biden is bad. Steve Scalise is bad. John Kennedy sucks. There's there none of them are none of them care about you at all. And it doesn't matter who you elect either cuz they don't care. About you. If you are stupid and if not even stupid enough, if you're an egomaniac enough to really want to run for office, the chances are that you suck as a person and you're not going to really help anybody. Do you think the people that put the Joe Biden I did that stickers up at the gas pumps have to go back out and peel it off now that gas prices are low? They're again? going back up though. So okay. don't worry. No now they'll they waited it out through the cycle. I'm gonna get one of those stickers and put it up at a glory hole. <laughs> I just can't imagine hating Joe Biden so much. So much that you buy a sticker. or have. I saw a guy with a giant flag that said, fuck Biden. It was just a huge, it was on the back of his Jeep. I'm like, dude, you're driving around like, like it's Joe. He, he doesn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> like, yeah. Joe Biden. Like, really? You're going to be that mad at him? You know? If you're driving a giant truck, you don't need to put flags on it. We know <laughs> we what know. your beliefs are. <laughs> It's like you don't need to put a Bernie Sanders sticker on a Prius. <laughs> yeah, we, we know. We get it. I know. It's uh, very uh, frustrating dealing with any of these people. So, you know, we got some frustrations out. We got the vent for you. Uh, so thank you all so very, very, very much for listening. We love each and every one of you. Please like, rate, subscribe. Tweet us at Poking Kush. Tell us the name of the Gene Show. We're still waiting. We still don't know. We are not going to look it up. Uh, thank you all so very much. We will be back here next week right here. Polk and Kush. See ya. <laughs>